Happy Wednesday morning. It is the one and only Public Golfers Podcast. You are here again. We are grateful for you. And of course, it is Hot Topic Wednesday. We're going to get into that in a little bit, but Justin, I just want to ask you, since you are here, as always, how has the start of your week been? It's been great. Uh, Work is work, as we always say, but glad that uh, I don't think I've seen my thermometer and when I mean thermometer, I mean my weather app on my phone because yeah. who has an actual thermometer? Anyways, I haven't seen that thing, I think, get above 10 degrees the entire week. So, you know, it's just great to be living in Wisconsin right now. I'm being 100% sarcastic, but there's a lot of great things about Wisconsin. And yes. with all those great things, the drawback is is you get these weeks that are so cold that you worry about your car battery Yep. and yeah. your car. It's, it's just crazy, but it is crazy, but, uh, but excited you know. to be here. Excited to be back talking with all of you again, not just Dom, but everybody who is listening. 100%. And yeah, we got a topic here to heat up the whole week Well, and get us ready. I guess we should start with the fact that a lot of other people, a lot of other golf, golf viewers, golf players, uh, golf profiles on Twitter. I saw it quite a bit on Instagram as well. A lot of those people were hot as hot this week. Yeah, they were. And I think it's only fair that, uh, following up such a, such a huge controversy, we dive into the topic of relief, uh, on the golf course. And when I say like, well, let's start there. Let's start at, at ground zero. Justin, what do you think of when you hear relief? <laughs> I don't think I should answer this. I realize uh, <laughs> that I have set you up for something, so I thank yeah, you for I don't not think I should there. I don't think I should should answer that. Uh, but if you're talking about relief uh <laughs> for your golf ball. Yeah, for yes, 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 yes. All jokes aside, I know some of your other heads were in the gutter as well. Shame on you, but yes, relief for a golf ball. I think about it when uh, there is where my ball ends up in a unfair situation outside of what uh, traditional conditions would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if that's on a man-made cart path, uh, sprinkler head, or mm-hmm. whatever the case is, anything that's adding additional difficulty that was outside the original plan of the course. Okay. I think there's an opportunity to take some relief. I get I like the way you you phrase that as a man-made a man-made type of situation where I know on a few of the courses they have those like electrical boxes it looks like yep. out there. And I know there have been times where, you know, maybe you end up directly next to or behind one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, the cart path is a really good one. And I like that you say man-made because I think of probably one of the last times you and I went and played New Berlin Hills before our big scramble outing, um, on 18, you ended up trying to clear the Creek, but you ended up short, but not in the Creek. It kind of dropped down to like this little plateau, like right beneath where the rough was, mm-hmm. you know, what shot I'm talking about. Yep. Where I ended it- up in the water. Yeah, I think he ended up in the water a little bit, but, (laughs) but like you still like that your ball was there and you tried to hit it still. 
Um, and I think that's the biggest thing that I think of when it comes to relief is just if your ball is sitting like, like obviously there's nothing, well, and I'm not going to say nothing in the way because we can talk about trees, I guess, but trees are a part of the game. Like I think of man-made cart paths, like whatever grates might be out there. Those electrical boxes I had mentioned, like that is where I think of like relief is totally understandable and accepted yeah i mean the other thing too is drainage right of course has to drain mm -hmm. so if you you land on top of that and i was actually thinking of another time that we played there at new berlin hills but that was actually on hole number nine that i ended up in the water not 18 but yes i remember 18 where i was almost in the creek to punch the ball back out which after the fact i hit a strike onto the green to put some pressure on Dustin and Colin, which I think we ended up tying that round anyways, yep. but uh, was a definitely a roller coaster of emotions. But yeah, relief. Um, it's an interesting topic, like you said. Obviously, with everything that happened with uh, Rory and more famously Patrick Reed, which is, more is interesting because yeah. I think it's you know gets into an, an overarching topic, which mm-hmm. uh, we're not a political podcast. We're not a uh, we're not really journalists. I wouldn't call us journalists. No. Um, I would say we're pretty far from it, but it's interesting how your um, perceived persona or your perceived intentions play such a big impact on how, stories are not necessarily recorded but retold by different media sources and everything like that and i think we saw a perfect example of that uh you know that last weekend with with rory and patrick reed i mean you had the headlines blowing up about patrick reed he took his ball oh my goodness how could he have done that he's the biggest cheater ever which he has kind of that reputation of right. you know maybe bending the rules and everything like that and you have someone else like Rory who's on the complete other spectrum utmost respect for the game everything like that actually does the same thing mm-hmm. a couple holes later yeah and really wasn't talked about a lot or nearly as big as a thing in the news as the Patrick Reed one was no no and that again i think that it's interesting because you actually had like numbers and statistics that completely refuted the like the idea that Patrick Reed is such a cheater on the golf course. Yeah. But it's just interesting how again, yeah, it's you see it I think in in different sports and different areas of um, articles and things like whatever the perceived idea is, like people will just they will fucking run with that until until the cows come home. Like yeah. it's unbelievable. No, and I think it's and that's again, we do not pretend to be journalists on the Public no. Golfers podcast. We are two slightly. guys out of Wisconsin who love the game of golf and want to give, you know, that same passion to other people and and help the game grow in in our little way. Um but it's interesting the professionals and everything like that how again, that persona and everything like that can can really come back to to bite you in the ass and it doesn't even matter if you necessarily deserve it and and I would say this is something for our listeners not even to take within golf but also to into the real world right hey you can be a great guy you can be a hard worker and everything like that but un- unfortunately 
you know, perception is outweighs reality every yeah. single time. So just try to keep that in mind for everybody, um, you know, just going through your day and, and everything like that is obviously, hey, actions are always going to speak louder than words. And just making sure that you're trying to follow a code of conduct and, and something that you can feel happy with at the end of the day. Well, but I guess I just I think it's a perfect point to go like to talk about from there. Like we are not here to sit and talk about what relief for the golf ball means on the, the PGA, like on the tour. We're not here to talk about subsection rules and whatnot. I think 16 a it's it's much more relevant to you the listeners that we talk about you know some rules we follow when we're out on the course and we're playing exactly to keep a fair environment for us right and make now, sure everyone's having fun too and not just stuck in a shitty situation with no no out in sight yeah and, and i would say too some of the rules that we play by you can go ahead and adopt if you mm-hmm. want to um, but some of the rules too, um, we play on the aspect of, Hey, Dom's got to go to work on Monday and he's installing stuff, right? If he <laughs> breaks his wrist because he was trying to hit out of a tight lie with a bunch of roots sitting above the ground or Boss man was, ain't going to be happy. Yeah. It's not going to be happy and it's going to affect his life more than anything. Right? So if Dom wants to take some relief from that situation, Go ahead, right? It, it, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you're out there to have fun. But I guess um, maybe run through the times that you think and maybe times that you played with other people that you've taken relief or somebody has taken relief and, and something. I guess talk about the times you felt that it was okay to do that. Right. And then we'll get into the times of where we have maybe some Patrick Reeds that we're playing with. Again, we use his name as like, a, hey, this is a – a guy who cheats, but I don't say he cheats. I think he, maybe he bends the rules. So maybe we'll, we'll talk about some Patrick we'll reads some, of our friends and, and people we play with bent the rules. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that, I mean, there, there was one time I know, um, it had just rained the day prior and me, you and Adam, again, it's, it's always new Berlin Hills. It's always new Berlin Hills. We had, teed off and my tee shot actually landed smack damn in the middle of a divot that someone did not replace at all and you and adam just took one look at it and said move it out so i just took my ball i moved it back behind the divot and i took my next shot um i definitely think you guys understood that that's not a a fun spot to be hitting out of it was incredibly wet which just added another layer of difficulty and you guys just said go ahead and take care of it. And I felt like in that situation, in a situation where I feel like I need to take relief, I'm going to move the ball either horizontally or backwards. If that makes sense to you. Yep. Yeah. And again, that was a situation where we're playing on a weekend. We understand conditions are, um, you know, wet and actually talking about Patrick Reed and Rory, it's a similar rule to, you know, a plugged golf ball, right? Yep. The ball in that now, now if it was a shallow divot or something like that, hey, would I have probably made you hit out of it because I can be an asshole sometimes? 100%. I'm like, ah, hit out of that. You'll be fine. But, I mean, it. this, it, it, like Dom said, it was wet. It looked like mm-hmm. a fresh thing that somebody hit 
um, probably, and this is not an exaggeration for anyone listening, probably a good three to four inches down into the sod. So we're talking about that Dom literally had to dig, had to go into the ground to get the ball back out. It's like if he would have tried to hit it out of there, the only, there's two things that could have happened. One, he would have hurt himself because he's literally fun. hitting against the ground. Yeah. And two, the ball wouldn't have moved anyways because the, really the only way the ball could have went is almost popping straight up. And you would have had to take so much grass out to get it up. It's like a course thing, too, at that point of like, yeah. hey, you're going to just tear the crap out of this spot where me knowing what it's like repairing that stuff that would have been a big enough divot and thing if Dom would have tried to hit out of there where the maintenance team probably would have had to come and cut out sod from somewhere else and replace it. I mean, this is how deep of a, of crap we're talking about here. You, um, you always, you don't just think about me. You think about the course and that's, it's always refreshing to hear. Cause like not, not many people probably would have thought that way. Like they would have just thought about, you know, the fact that it's a pain in the ass to hit out of whatnot and not really thought about the extra damage that would have happened to the course because of that as well. Yeah. Again, I'm always going to be biased because I know yeah. when you're coming in at four thirty or five o'clock, I mean, there were some days I started at two o'clock in the morning. The last thing you want to see when the sun starts rising is these massive divots. And I say divots in air quotes because there's not divots. A divot is respectable. These are yeah. just gouges that Craters. people are taking out. Yeah, where you're like, crap, now I'm going to have to go to our, you know, our tended areas where we have like where we go and we cut them and we maintain them just like we maintain fairways. And we have yeah. the same thing. It's called the temporary green. Don't hit off of those either, assholes. <laughs> um, but uh, temporary greens and all that where you literally take the stuff you transport it and you replant it and people are like, well, that's what it's there for. Well, the thing is there's only a limited amount. Right. And so you don't, ideally you don't want to be using that yeah. every single week as no. how you're fixing the course. So, but yeah, I would say that's a, that's a good relief story there, Dom. Any other relief stories you can think of? I got one other one in which you told me like I could relieve myself from the position I was in, but I decided I told you no no like I wasn't playing that game uh when we went to the bog after the first hole when I found myself on a bunker in a bunker the second hole I found myself yet again in another (laughs) bunker this was one of our first episodes go back and listen I think I I laid into myself for finding so much sand um you've had a bunker to bunker yes I think that was that might have been the hole Oh no! It was a part three that that happened on. Yeah, that was that was a couple holes after the one you're talking about. You're talking about the second hole. The second hole where like yeah, I just found myself dog leg right. Yep, slight dog leg right, very deep bunker, short of the green, and I found myself in there, and you knew it was gonna be a pain in my ass to get out of, and I did too, because you basically have to hit just a straight up, like you gotta get under that ball and you gotta get it up and you gotta get it moving. Mm-hmm. And you told me, hey, Dom, like, you can pull it out of there if you want to. And I'm sure I said something more angrily than, no, thanks, I'm good. But, um, yeah, that was one time when you, like, offered that I could, like, just move my ball and, like, make it a little easier on myself. But 
that was one where, again, my personal opinion, I put myself there. There's nothing man-made in my way or causing issues. Like, the fact of the matter is my ball landed there. Play it where it lies. Yeah. And maybe to give a little bit of perspective of why I told you you could pull it out of there. It was deep. It was rock hard. The bunker has not been raked, I would guess, for at least two to three weeks. Um, And there's no rakes on the bunkers or in our carts either so that we could at least rake it for him to hit out of there. So in my mind, I look at it as what I would have played it as almost an unplayable lie. Um, Mm -hmm. And if if I was playing it, what I probably would have done, being completely honest, I would have just took an unplayable lie, took a penalty stroke, and moved Uh it out. Well, and I guess, I guess I just again, this was my first summer playing as much golf as I did. I just said, you know, for lack of better terms, screw it. Like I'm just gonna go for it. Mm-hmm. I'm just so, gonna send it. Yeah, I'm just gonna send it, which <laughs> is also not the worst mantra. Um, no. So I've uh, those are my two like relief stories that stick out in my mind. Do you have any good ones that stick out for you? I had a funny one um, okay. where. Uh, this may be a leading more into the Patrick Reed because I think we kind of covered, hey, the typical how you can take relief, right? Obviously, yeah. it's going to depend on who you're playing with, how lenient people are and everything like that. If yeah. you're playing with a tournament, don't expect to get any leniency, right? None. Other than straight to the rules. And, and these, we're not giving you tournament guidelines, right? If you want tournament guidelines, if you want to read uh, section 16.1A, which tells you how to actually play a plugged golf ball, like happened at the tournament with Patrick Reed and Rory. Uh, go ahead and read that. We're not giving you that. We're yeah. giving you some basic guidelines to kind of follow with also keeping pace of play in mind, right? If you're in a bunker like that that hasn't been tended to or anything like that in a while and there's no way for you to even rake it to make it actually a bunker, it's like you're hitting off cement. It's going to be a nightmare. It becomes a pace of play thing too. And, and for your other playing partners, it's like, hey, that's not a fair lie. Again, that's what when I said in the beginning of it, if it is to where the course was originally designed to create challenge, right? The challenges the course was designed to have. Yes, play it where it lies. That course was never designed to have a bunker that hard with not really any sand, more dirt in it at that point of the year. Yeah. That's not part of the original design. I don't care what anybody says. That's that's not an original design to the course. If that no. bunker was fully raked, everything like that, and if it was even raked, not even that the sand was nice. If it was just raked, I would have said, hey, Dom, good luck hitting it out of there. That's a tough bunker to get out of. But with the conditions but, and all that, you have to you know, be conscious, and it did rain before, so it was even harder than what it probably normally was. Anyways. <laughs> I appreciate kind of, all that. Yeah. One kind of fun story I had was actually playing with a buddy. I won't name any names okay uh so they hit a ball right it was kind of wet conditions and they had a plugged ball okay and uh they told me like oh hey walk over and check it out so we were walking so i walked over and again you could see just the top of the ball yeah right the rest of the ball was submerged into the ground i said yeah it's wet conditions you know we were playing more traditional like tournament style rules Mm -hmm. i said yeah it looks plugged to me. Pull it, pull it out. I mean, obviously it's plugged. We can only see the very top of the ball, um, and it was kind of in the rough. The rough was kind of mowed down though, 
Uh, so they they said, oh, okay. And uh, so they picked it out. <laughs> and I started walking away, didn't think anything of it. Right. And because I outdrove them, obviously. I mean, <laughs> I hit the ball hard. Okay. Anyways, uh, so I'm walking up, right? I don't think anything of it. I'm in the fairway. I'm, you know, kind of looking, uh, you know, uh, looking at my phone, trying to figure out, hey, what do I got distance wise? All of a sudden, I turn around, and they're in the middle of the fairway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're 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 like, and I'm like, I'm just shocked. And so I I'm like, what I think in my head is, they dropped it in the rough. Yeah. And then they topped it. Yeah, they took a shot and just they just topped it. And that's where they were. And so they hit a shot. Grant, they hit a nice shot too into the green. They probably got twenty feet left for what I'm thinking is par. Right. right? One there. Take it out. You obviously don't take a penalty. Drop it in the rough. Topped it to the fairway two. Hit it onto the green for three. You're putting for four. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think anything of it. I hit a decent shot too. I'm, I'm just outside of them, right? Maybe 30 feet or whatever the case is, which I'm happy. I wasn't playing well that day. Um, so I get up to the core, get up to the thing. We, you know, we get our puddle. We're repairing our divots. Yeah. Uh, and I'm always a stickler for that. Uh, and I know it sucks, whatever, but I'm always a stickler for repairing divots and, uh, they go and they sink this putt and I'm like, fuck, now I got two putt to half the hole. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, good luck making that to half the hole. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on, man. <laughs> wait a minute here. And they're, I was like, that's a birdie? And they're like, yeah, it's a birdie. You know, I, I had the plug ball. I took it out. And I'm like, <laughs> I just start laughing. And I'm not going to argue. Whatever. No. Okay, cool. Whatever. But if you're taking relief, you have a club length, length right. away from wherever that initially was. So if you want to get technical, yes, you should mark it with a T. Take out your driver. I'm assuming you want your driver. It's the longest club in your bag. And you can lay it down, put another team within that area is where you can take a drop. You can't take a drop 20 yards. And Into then on the top fairway. of it, too, you can never improve your own lie in that sense, right? Like It's right. just like, ah, oh, come on. So maybe that's a that's a <laughs> uh a Patrick Reader. I, I would I would argue that's even worse. Uh that's just straight out cheating. I just um, but yeah, I I've, I've had plenty of people too where you go and they're behind a tree and then all of a sudden you just see them kick the ball and it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little yeah. ball kick like, "Oh, oh, whoa." Where did that bounce come from? What, Fucking, what a fortunate bounce off of this tree, huh? Yeah, look at that squirrel. He must have moved it. Squirrel That's crazy. It up, dropped it over here. <laughs> dropped it three feet here. Oh, I got a line. You love that. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess if I, if you land behind a tree, like you just got to kind of, what, what's the phrase? Take your medicine on that one? Like just yeah. deal with it? Because it's to, part of the game. To me, and this is, again, maybe it's just me, but when I get in the trees, and like the scrambling aspect of golf is That's... the part I love the most. Right. Is like, like okay, yeah. hey, I'm in a crappy situation. What can I do to get out of here? How do what kind of shot do I have to play cuz again, not everybody, but if you play enough, if you hit it in the fairway, you feel pretty good about the iron shot going in, right? You you feel pretty good, hey, I can at least get this somewhere in the green. Where it gets fun for me, at least, is like, hey, I have an Aaron T shot, or I have this, I have this really hard up and down, and it's yeah. like, hey, 
Can I pull this shot off? I don't know. But this is the vision in my head of a shot I have to hit. Here's how I'm going to hit it. And, hey, let's let it ride. And if I get it out of here, this is going to be the shot I'll talk about in the clubhouse. Well, and that's also a good way to, like, I mean, you're not going to get better just throwing the ball out into the fairway and playing it from there. Like, you are as good of a golfer as you are because when you get into these situations, you've been there before. You've made a shot there before. So you know how you want to play it and you know that you can execute it or you have before. Yeah. I, I just think the scrambling aspect of golf is the the one part of golf that you can really show your creative side. Yeah. Like, okay, how can you creatively come up with this solution to this problem that's in front of you right now? Mm-hmm. And the other part of it is that even if you can think of the creative solution, can't is that shot it. actually in your bag or not? Right. So you may have a really great idea of like, oh, Easy. All I gotta do is hook it twenty yards around this tree. Yeah. Hook that it shot's yards not in around, the bag, so land it on the green softly. This and that. <laughs> the other thing. Yeah. But, well, that shot's not in the bag. So what shot do I have in the bag that I can actually ex- execute here? Right. To make it a great shot. And so I mean, it's the creative side of golf, and and I always think the, it's. I mean, Grant, yes, everybody loves to watch someone stick a wedge from 150 yards in the fairway. They stick it next to the hole or they hit a 330-yard bomb just down the middle. But I don't know, for me, somebody in a tree curving it in between holes and gaps in the trees and letting it run up to the green, I'm like, oh, that's that looks like way more fun. Yeah, and it's impressive, honestly. Like, yeah, getting one nice and close is impressive in its own right, but – it's also really impressive when someone makes an incredible save like that. Yeah, or they're in the trees, no one's giving them a shot, and they hit a moonshot out and it lands yeah. softly onto the green. Or you short side yourself, you got to get over a bunker, the pins tuck tight, and you hit this flop shot. It goes straight up in the air and it lands soft, and everyone's like, "Oh wow!" You know, a good shot would have been getting that, keeping that on the green, yeah. and you're within twenty feet. You know, I, again. I'm sure everybody has their own um, own views on it and everything like that. I'm sure people maybe don't agree with that. Like that's not a fun aspect for them or a cool aspect they look forward to because they're like, God, I'm in the trees again. There might be a mosquito in here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. I might get bit. Oh, no. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just me. So, um, yeah, I guess, Dom, I mean, that's really all I have. I guess maybe – do you have any funny stories on your end regarding uh, people taking relief? And I put that in quotation points, the air quotes, because uh, there's actually one other thing I want to talk about with relief. Okay. But go I'll let you go that, first. I, I don't think I have any stories as funny as yours. Okay. Um, maybe next time this comes up and we talk about it, I will. But go uh, ahead. Okay. Well, the only other thing I was going to say is we play in a lot of scrambles. Mm-hmm. All right. And this is something I want to say because I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast and are, you know, along with us on this journey, uh, they're like us, right? Scrambles are what they look forward to. Tournaments, nah, whatever. Mm -hmm. But when you're playing a scramble, obviously you have an opportunity to drop the ball. And I want to ask you this, Dom, because I know we talked about this. Yeah. But if you're playing in a scramble and someone hits it right, obviously you mark it. You get a, a general idea. How much can you move that ball away from the original spot of the original ball? Mm-hmm. 
And are you allowed to improve your lie by dropping it, even if it's within said length that you that you agree upon? I think that, like, typically, like, the max amount of, like, distance I would give is just, like, can both players get set up on their ball simultaneously? And, like, that's where I draw the line at, like, okay, that's far enough away. Because, again, like, just to keep up with pace of play, like, you're playing a scramble, so it usually goes quicker. But also still, if you can get set up on your ball and I can put my ball, like, just to the left or just like just to the left or right. And I can get set up on mine. Like while you're getting ready to go, like I think that's usually like a distance that I'm okay with improving your lie. I try not to do that. Mm. I try to make sure that like, if you're in the rough and we're playing your ball, I'm in the rough Yeah, because that's the thing. Like we've had days where your tee shot is in the fairway or mine's, Let's let me start over because that was not going to be factually accurate. <laughs> if you outdrive me and you're in the rough, but I have a decent look at the pin, I'm maybe 20 yards back, but I'm in the fairway. That's one where you're like, okay, I actually think we should use your ball because we have a better lie there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's my thoughts on that. Yours. Yeah. yeah. So that's the this is the last thing I wanted to touch on is I think it's a club length from where the original ball is. As long as you don't improve your lie or you don't advance the ball, you get about a club length from where the ball goes. Okay. That, that's, and that's that seems fair too. Yeah. That's that's generally what I've always done. So hey, if you someone if one person behind your team hits it behind a tree yeah. and that's still your best shot, yeah, you do technically get a club length either way. But the person who hits the ball, which is we actually did this at New Berlin Hills too the person who hits the ball has to hit it from where it landed. <laughs> like they don't get to pick the ball up and move it. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with that because a lot of people, if they're playing a scramble, they mark it and then they drop their ball to give them a nice lie. Yeah, I've always done it. Hey, if you guys are using my ball again, putting is different. Relax yeah. guys. Obviously you can mark it and move it. But in the normal thing, I leave my ball right where it is and I hit it right from there. I don't pick it up. I don't what. I shouldn't say that because I think I have wiped my ball off one time because there was a bunch of mud on it. I'm like, Jesus. Right. I was like, in real, I was like, man, if if I was playing, I would probably wipe this off anyways. But I probably wouldn't because I'm kind of a stickler for some of the rules some of the times. But hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea of when to take relief, how to take relief, some guidelines we follow yeah. um, and things that we do. Dom, any closing thoughts here? I know the people are already getting a call from their boss right now wondering, hey, where are you? Did the snow get you? Are you Uh, still sitting out in your car in the parking lot again? Again. Why do you do that every morning? What do you do do in there? I uh, I am good, my sir. I think I have relieved myself of all these thoughts on relief. Yep. I went there. Wow. You are you are getting <laughs> risky, my friend. Getting risky. But if you have any other questions, anything like that, tweet at us. Let us know if you agree or disagree. Maybe you're one of the teams that, hey, everybody has to take the shot when you're playing a scramble exactly from where the ball landed of the other one. I don't think there's really any team that does that. But no. if you guys are out there, we'd love to hear from you. But other than that, most importantly, always remember to hit them hard. Hit them straight.
But most importantly, don't quit that day job. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.